in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Several days ago, I wrote an article entitled Focus. Growth at all costs leads to a lack of focus, where I railed against WeWork, Uber, and this crop of companies that's come public over the past year or so. And not all are bad. There are a number of, of quality companies. And some are trading off just because that's investor sentiment. It's got nothing to do with the fundamentals. Uh, but there are a number that were richly valued, wasn't clear what the value proposition was, wasn't clear how those companies would differentiate amongst their competitive peer group, wasn't clear when or if they would become profitable. And frankly, it felt a lot like 1999 all over again. And so we called out a handful of them. And it was just sort of a general negative sentiment in this article that uh, in part summarized some of the podcast episodes as of late with respect to these uh, these unprofitable companies. And so today I wrote a piece entitled FinTech for Growth and Profitability. Subtitle, Investors that Value Growth and Profitability Ought to Consider a Number of Tried and True FinTech Names. My former space, so I have a sentimental pull to it, but uh, th- there's truth in that, that there is real value in the FinTech space. And I'm not talking so much about uh, many of the private companies that you've all read about over the past several years. I'm not talking so much about the some of the folks doing disruptive things in fintech on the private side, nor am I talking about some of the fly-by-night companies in the crypto space or in the blockchain space. I'm talking about companies that have been public, in many cases for multiple decades. And the, the sentiment around fintech, and particularly payments, which is probably the most difficult space to, to learn, as an investor within fintech. If you didn't grow up learning the space as a young investor, then you're probably less likely to do real work in the space as an older investor because the learning curve is a bit steep. And the reason why the learning curve is a bit, it's a bit steep, and I get into this in the article, uh, my hypothesis anyway, the reason why the learning curve is a bit steep is that if you think about the customer base for broadly defined fintech, it is fragmented. And many of the companies that sell into the space touch multiple corners of this fragmented industry. So as a result, you're not going to find, or it's rare to find, a pure play fintech company that has one product or service or several products or services. They typically have a basket of diverse products and services. Maybe a dozen products, maybe 50 SKUs, maybe 100 SKUs, maybe more. So it's not an easy space to learn if you're somebody that likes to take a deep dive on on products and the value prop and why customers select one vendor over another. But I believe it's worth spending time on. And I know that it is getting more and more difficult over time to allocate time to things that don't pay an immediate ROI if you're on the buy side. You're being asked to cover more and more assets are rotating from active to passive. That's been the case for, what, upwards of a half dozen years now? So even when stocks are working, you're dealing with redemptions. So it's not easy to just hop on a learning curve. But if we are headed toward a, a down economy, then I think it's extra important to take a look at at fintech. Why? High percentage of re- revenue from recurring sources 
Um, high profitability. It's not uncommon to find EBITDA margins, operating cash flow margins north of 30 or 40%. And you've got mission critical products and services so that even when things slow, like they did in 08, which was you know the Great Recession, if you recall, 08, 08 09, many of the fintech companies saw top line growth halt and go flat. But unlike a number of technology companies in other spaces, they didn't see the top line go negative. So there's a resiliency baked into many of these companies in terms of the product and services as it relates to customer retention. You've got some interesting things going on in fintech in terms of newer companies disrupting the apple cart. So you've got companies like Stripe. On the back end, they've knitted together the legacy infrastructure through a series of APIs and have helped make it easier for various constituents within the payment payments ecosystem to, to participate. You've got companies like Square and PayPal uh, popularizing P2P payment services. You've got some of the legacy guys coming together to ward off disruption. You've got banks consolidating. You've got Fiserv and First Data consolidating. Global Payments and TSIS, FIS and WorldPay. Those are the three mega deals from, from 2019. Uh, what do they value in total? 44, 74, approximately 80 billion in deal value between those three transactions. And it's no longer a niche space. You know, when I used to cover the space, 500 million market cap was a, was a decent sized fintech company. A few billion was a, was a large company. Today you've got a, a number of companies that are north of 10 billion. You have companies like SSNC, Fiserv, Fleetcore, who many people probably don't know, ticker FLT, Global Payments. Wax up in Portland, Maine is coming close to large cap status, ticker, ticker WEX. IHS Market, ticker INFO, which when I covered IHS, it was just IHS. They had some presence in financial services, but not the way they do today post the the market merger back in 2016. You've got companies like Market Access on the fixed income side, MKTX. Verisk Visa. Visa's pushing up to a $400 billion cap. Broadridge BR, uh, well north of, of double-digit billions. Intercontinental Exchange. When I first came across them, they were, geez, I want to say $7 billion. They are mid-50s now. Into it, north of 70. Jack Henry, when I met them, they were, gosh, I want to say they were just over a billion back in the downturn. So there are a number of, of large companies. And the list we published in our article this evening consists of 24 large cap companies within broadly defined financial technology. And, and there, are, there are others. Um, so you have this kind of neat juxtaposition between the legacy players and disruption from some of these newer companies who are larger, by the way. You know, Square is a, is a large company today. Stripe, albeit still, still private, is, is uh, $25 billion, if I recall the last private company valuation. They have real profitability. They're not somebody that if, when they come public, you know, in the near to the medium term, if that happens, uh, investors aren't going to be pushing on them, hey, when are you going to get to to profitability. That's not going to be a, an issue. It's a real company. 
generating real cash, driving real disruption and real innovation. Not to mention you have the giants who have inched into the payment space with digital wallets. Apple has a wallet, Google has a wallet, Samsung. So mobile wallets have been around for a number of years and Apple, of course, is now pushing hard on the payment space with Apple Card sort of coming together with Apple Pay. And on the card side, as you know, that's a joint effort with Goldman, and I believe it's a MasterCard that's underwriting out-of-network transactions. Which, by the way, Apple Pay, in the case of Apple Pay, is the only thing that I'm bullish on with, with Apple. I think there's a great opportunity with healthcare IT. They just haven't been aggressive enough, but I like what they're doing with, with Apple Pay. So this is my way of saying that if you're an institutional investor, or any investor, but institutional investors in particular, who are looking for an edge, I would spend time looking at fintech because I know a lot of people don't look at it because of the complexity. So you could go in knowing that it's not a terribly well-trafficked space, that if you invest the time and do the work, you can come up with an edge, an alpha-generating edge. That's all for now. See you next time.